Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. My name is Corby LaCroix, and the song you're hearing right now is called Great and Mighty One, available on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your music. But for now, here's your host and my friend, Aaron Conrad. Everybody, welcome back to Unscripted from my studios in Old Hilliard. It is uh, a late night edition. I don't. People are going to hear this and and they won't know. But anybody watching on video, it's a late night edition. So my lighting is not great. Ethan's isn't great, but we're here. And so my guest is Ethan Hammerberg. Uh, Ethan, why don't you introduce yourself? And we got a lot to talk about, man. Why don't you introduce yourself? All right. Um, I'm Ethan Hammerberg. I uh, played at Bo Jackson during high school for my summer program. Uh, I'm a previous baseball player. I'm an Ohio State baseball alum. I can say that now. That's kind of crazy. Um, nice. I'm an alum of Ohio State baseball. I just freshly got picked up by the Chicago White Sox in this year's draft. Um, I'm out here in Scottsdale, Arizona with their uh, Arizona Complex League and just going with the flow. It's kind of where I'm at. Former U uh, Upper Arlington, Upper Arlington. We got yes. so we, uh, that's the first thing we got to talk about. Upper Arlington High School. So local mm-hmm. uh, for anybody you know locally uh, in the Columbus area. Upper Arlington High School. And uh, is it true? Let's just talk about this for a second. Is it true that you might have hit the farthest ball ever? And I had to ask Austin if it was okay if I ask you this question. Did you hit the <laughs> farthest ball ever off of Austin Conrad? Uh, <laughs> it's okay. This can I please? Okay, it? you can say yes. Maybe. <laughs> pretty sure. You're talking about the I'm pretty one sure. at Upper Arlington. Yes. When the wind, come on. So we got to talk about this for a second. The wind was blowing out. I mean, you got to admit there was 30 plus winds blowing out. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty windy. <laughs> It, it was very windy. It was thirty plus, my, you know. And I, I know my, my my kid was on the mound, and but anyway, you might have hit a ball that was on your shoelaces that somehow you golfed out, and I don't yes. think it's landed yet. Um, last time I was in Upper Arlington, it was still <laughs> sailing <laughs> over the tennis course. But anyway, God God love Austin and his pitching. But yes, go ahead. I vividly remember that because I just remember being in that game and I was like, Oh, like it's Austin. And then threw me a curveball, and it was coming down the middle and he fooled me with it. But then for some reason, I just like still continued the swing and somehow managed to literally hit it off. The, like you said, off the top of my shoelace and I just full on golfed it and it just Good. went out. And I remember hitting it and being like, Oh wow. Yeah, and I remember looking cool. back at like, Austin and he was like looking over the bench and he was like, I don't know like what to do. Like you couldn't get like necessarily like a better pitch. Like it was off the ground and I just, whoosh. yeah, there was, that was a lot weird. happening that at that weird. moment because the, the game yeah. prior and we won't spend a lot of time, with this, but the game prior Austin actually came out and beat UA, which was a big deal. Uh, it was a really big deal, you mm-hmm. know, a rivalry game. And I think he was mm-hmm. a junior That's at the cool. time and he came out and he just pitched a gym and it was on the radio. It was this big deal. Then he comes in mm-hmm. senior year. He's the ace and y'all 
tagged him a little bit. <laughs> so, and, and yours, I think, landed somewhere on the tennis courts in all reality. Uh, anyway, it was a lot of fun. And 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 to your point, um, I do remember sitting by the fence, and, and as they walked off the field, the coach came out, and he's like, what is happening right now? And, the, and Christian Sweet, who was the catcher, was like, man, he's not throwing BP. Like, he was making good pitches. <laughs> you all just hit it. And yours in particular, you hit off your shoe tops, and I'm – pretty sure it just landed. Uh, I think I just heard the sound as it landed, but anyway, it was a lot of fun. And, and what was fun was you all got to play together, uh, for, uh, two yeah. summers and that's how I met your family. Mm-hmm. So yeah. incredible mm-hmm. family. Uh, your story is pretty cool. So that's what I really want to talk about. Let's start with that because in high school you had some mm-hmm. arm problems and, uh, yeah. do you want to talk a little bit? I, I'll let you tell your arm story, but you had some arm problems and, uh, can you just talk a little bit about that kind of season for your in your life for players that are listening today? Yeah, so it was um, it was you know it's weird it's weird to talk about now in retrospect just because of like going through it and knowing what I know now and just having all the knowledge I know now. If I could have given that to myself then, it's just kind of crazy. But I just I remember so basically what happened was obviously not everyone knows. Um. I was, it was my first year with Ohio Elite, which had just, when I tried out, I tried out for Ohio Elite. And then um, before the next summer, they had come into the Bo Jackson organization, um, but it was still the same team, just a new title. Um, And it was my first time with the team. And I started on that Friday and actually before that Friday, um, on Thursday, Thursday night, actually, I, um, I smashed my pinky and ended up fracturing it, um, on my glove hand. So I went to the ER that night and, um, Jeez. got it all stitched up and bandaged back together. And we took my glove and like separated it on the pinky side. <laughs> so my whole like bandage for my pinky could fit in my glove. And I had to ask Sammy, our catcher, to, like lob it back to me so that I could like baby it as I caught it. Awesome. But, um, no, that Friday... I started, um, went like five or so innings, um, like a handful of strikeouts. I think only like one earned run or something, two earned runs. Did pretty well. Um, Ohio State saw me at that outing. That was down in Midland uh, in Cincinnati. And they're like, hey, like, you know, did really well, blah, blah, blah. Like, we're going to be at the showcase event on Tuesday if you feel like you're, you know, ready to, you know, if you want to come throw an inning, just we can see you again, make sure you're you know, consistent and whatnot get some more eyes on you. So I was like, Oh yeah, sure. And like me at this point, I'm not thinking anything of it of like, you know, from an arm care standpoint of like, Oh, I just threw, you know, 85, 92 pitches. Right. And then two, three days later, I'm just going to go throw an inning at a showcase, which is just not at all how you should do it. Right. Right. Um, but, um, at the showcase, seven pitches into my stint, um, I feel like someone just jabbed me with a pen right in my elbow mm. and me being me, I was like, I mean, that kind of hurt, but maybe I can just throw through this. Maybe it's just like a one day thing. Cause I'm, you know, short rest. Yeah. So I throw another pitch, same thing. Ow, that kind of hurt. So like two pitches later, I'm like, all right, this isn't getting better. It's getting worse. This hurts really bad. So call them out, call it off. I um went, got an MRI or no. So actually, so I'll speed this up because I'm, this is my thing. I get really detailed and it doesn't matter. That's um, all good. No, it's important. How so, old were you? Ethan, really quick. How old were you at this time? 
you 17-ish, right? 18? I was six, 16. 16. Because okay, it was my sophomore you. year going into my so, junior year. So I okay. was freshly 16. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Sorry. So I was like, you know, I did all like the elbow tests, like, you know, stress tests and, and nothing hurt. Like it all came back fine. Um, and so like, all right, we'll shut you down for six weeks. So I didn't throw the rest of the summer. Um, so that kind of sucked because it was my first year with Bo Jackson or Ohio elite Bo Jackson, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was like, you know, this kind of sucks. And then, you know, I'd just gotten on the train of, you know, colleges looking at me, Ohio state right. in particular, right. fashioning the hat. Hey, um, hey, I wore that just for you. You know, I'm a Carolina fan, but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I was kind of bummed. So I was like, all right, like there's the fall season. There is, you know, potential of, you know, still getting seen by colleges. You know, this is, you know, one of the more important, they say, seasons and getting, you know, looked at by colleges going into your junior year. And I was like, all right, so set our sights on a particular tournament in Jupiter, Florida during the fall. So I took six weeks off of throwing, started rehabbing, going through all that stuff. Um, was doing really well, threw in some bullpens, and then it was my first game back in the fall, my first, you know, 20 pitch live outing um, in the fall. And about 13 pitches in, I was feeling good, and then threw a ball, same exact pain. Wow. And I was like, I mean, I, I was crushed. I was yeah. confused because I didn't know what was going on. I was crushed because I was like, I just did all this work just to come back to this one tournament. It all just fell through, you know, 13 pitches in. Um, you know, I was like, you know, damn. So after that, we were like, okay, something is clearly wrong. Maybe not wrong, but something is up with my elbow that we don't know. Um so I went and got an MRI and it turns out I had a class one sprain, which is by definition, a technical tear, but they said that they like, they wouldn't even consider it a tear mm. like while it was, but they were like, it's so small and minuscule that they were like, it, like we don't even want to consider it that a tear because in our eyes, like it's so small, it's not as daunting as a tear. Right. And so we were like, you know, what, what's the recommendation? They're like, obviously we don't recommend Tommy John because it's still intact. It's just a very microscopic tear. Yeah. But they're like, there's this new thing that's only been, you know, out for the last couple of years called a PRP. I don't, I don't remember what the PRP stands for. It was platelet something injection, Mm -hmm. which basically is they draw your blood and then they put it in a centrifuge and spin it so that it separates the red blood cells from like the healing serum, the plasma Mm -hmm. in your blood. And then they take the plasma and directly inject it into the site of, you know, irritation, which in my case was the elbow. And they're like, there's not a whole lot of, you know, data on it. We can't say for sure that it'll work. We don't have like a for certain, you know, percentage of like, Oh, it'll work this, this amount of times. They're like, we can either rehab it even more or we can try this. And I was like, I'm down to try it. Like, it doesn't sound like there's a downside to it. Like it can't hurt. Yeah. You know, the only thing that could hurt is if it doesn't work, I would be losing time. Yeah. But I was like, you know, I'm still young enough. So like, whatever. So got the injection, 
had to wait around six weeks because essentially what it is is like ligaments. Mm -hmm. They don't get as much blood flow, so mm -hmm. they don't get as much of that platelets and plasma of the healing serum of the blood. And so directly injecting that into my elbow was essentially like, you know, putting more than a Band-Aid on it. Um, so sat around for six weeks because you're not allowed to do anything with your arm for six weeks just to let it sit in there and do all the healing stuff that it does. Um, and then went on another throwing program and, you know, slowly came back, worked on my mechanics big time because that was one of my issues was my mechanics were not that great. But I was big and strong enough at that point to be able to throw hard. But I was not using my body. I was using just my arm. And with my action, my elbow came up super high and then flipped like that. So, you know, all the stress went straight to the elbow. Um, and so, you know, hammered on mechanics all throughout the off season, all throughout the rehab, came back feeling better, stronger, more fluid. Mechanics definitely still needed some work, but they – they could do for the time being. Mm -hmm. um, so I ended up coming back through well and school ball through well and summer ball and got drafted by it. Got drafted. Got a, an offer to Ohio State. Can, got an offer. Got an offer from Ohio State. And that was that. But um, I, I would say too, so I, I, the, uh, picking it up from when I, I think we, I, we, we met um, the, the 17 U summer. So we, we played two summers together. We mm -hmm. not like I was on the team, mm -hmm. but, but, but Austin played with right. you all, uh, your mm -hmm. travel team for two years. Um, I think yes. we, we started, you know, watching and I was familiar already with the story because I think Dr. James Anadi, who, who, uh, is, I think mm -hmm. he's been amazing in your story, uh, because oh I God. think he was, he was very, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he was very influential and I want to shout him out because he was Absolutely. very influential in this cutting edge research they were doing with your arm. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I know uh, Dr. Onati was very, very aware and um, uh, influential in that story um, because mm -hmm. I think the question, I, as far as I remember it, people were like, man, Hammer, Hammerberg's got to get Tommy John. Like, oh man, that's devastating. <laughs> you know, we're familiar with because Davidson plays UA and maybe this isn't correct. Right. I don't know. You know, you hear things. And so I was mm -hmm. like, oh, that's terrible. Yeah, and then, you know, at the same time I heard, well, they're going to, they're going to try a, and I don't remember who this was. This, this isn't about any program or people or coaches or whatever. It was just about like knowing of you because again, rivals, you know, Davidson and UA. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm like, oh man, that's terrible. You know, he's a really good pitcher and hate to hear that. And then, um, they're like, well, they're, you know, they're going to try some things. And, uh, I know, uh, my relationship with Dr. Onati was, you know, kind of got updates. And again, I didn't follow it closely, but it was like, Hey, we're trying this, we're trying this. And the next thing I know, 17, you comes along and you're out there and that's when Austin's on your team. And, um, you know, you're, you're still hitting, which hit like a ton and hit a massive home run in Cincinnati too, by the way. Uh, and a tournament me and your dad are you know, high five. And it was awesome. Uh, Anyway, uh, but you, you don't remember that? University of Cincinnati? It was the end of the season. I don't even know who you guys are playing. It didn't even matter. You had a dinger that, that took us to at least extras. Might have won the game for us. I don't know, but me and your dad were high-fiving like fools. Uh, <laughs> you remember that? Was that? It was at University was of Cincinnati. Summer? It was awesome. It was hot. And uh, I think it might have been like the last game of the season, man. It was awesome. You hit a dinger that was huge. Anyway, but at the same time, you were still very limited 
if I my my recollection is correct, you were still very very limited in the amount of innings and uh, pitches you were throwing. I think they were very very mm-hmm. careful with you, but at the same time wanted you to get the exposure so that in Ohio State or some is is my recollection correct? Mm-hmm. Like I think we wanted to be very careful. We I wasn't on the mm-hmm. coaching staff, but I know everybody wanted to be very careful because you had massive upside, but we really right. wanted to baby. Not baby, that's not the right word, but you know, be be very cautious with your arm. Monitor and be careful. Monitor and be careful because you had tremendous upside and everybody knew it. But at the same time, we had to be very careful with how that, you know, recovery went. But it was awesome to Mm -hmm. see. That's the point is, and I rattled on there for a minute, but it was awesome to see you be very careful, very cautious and patient. And I think that was the most important part is a lot of kids would go out there and just I got to get, I got to get the scholarship. I got to get the offer. I got to get this. I got to get this. And some coaches, mm-hmm. quite frankly, in some organizations would have been like, we got to roll them out there. We got to roll them out there. We got to win this tournament. We got to get another banner. Right. Come on, man. Like, you know, I think everyone involved um, was very cautious and thankfully yeah. you were able to progress. Did I, is my memory mm-hmm. right on that? Is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. That was one of the biggest things. Cause I remember um, just like going through that, like, I remember there were times where I would come off the mound after starting a game and like our coach would be like, Hey, like you're at this many pitches, like got to cut you off. And I was like, but yeah. it's on like the fourth inning or so. And he's like, I'm sorry. Like we're here to protect your arm. Yeah. 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 Um, I was like, I, he was like, we're, we're here to protect your arm. We're yep. not here to send you out there for five, six innings and you blow it up. He was like, we're just not about that. So he was like, good job. You're done for the day. And I was like, okay. Like, there's nothing I can do about this. But right, right. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, look, but, if no, you're throwing a no-hitter, it's probably hard to to have a coach come out at some point. Because most of the time, you were very dominant. I mean, you had great stuff even at those, at those ages. And that's what the, you know, mm-hmm. potential recruiters were looking at was you had great stuff. And, but at the same time, I've been around right. enough of it to know that when they see you throw a couple pitches, they're, they got, they saw what they needed to see. You know, <laughs> it's not like they need to see you throw nine innings. They need to see, can you know, how does he get out of adversity? How does he do this? Thing? Anyway. Uh, all right. So then mm-hmm. uh, you go through high school and then even in high school, mm-hmm. I think even then the, the, the parameters were on very carefully, even into Ohio state. So at what point did Ohio state offer Absolutely. you, Ethan? When did Ohio State they offered me uh, going into my senior year of high school? Senior that was, high school. I think early, early August or late July, I think was when they offered. Um, I don't remember exactly, but <laughs> I have a funny story about that. I was actually at a, um, <laughs> I was during the recruiting process that summer, I was with my buddy Ryan. And we were at this, we were at a gun range and it was an outdoor, like super big, super nice, like rifle range. And I feel my phone buzzing in my pocket and there's rifles and pistols going off all around me. And I looked down and it says, Greg Beals, Ohio State head coach. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I step away, I try and get in the truck. I'm like, hey, what's up? Like full auto rifles going off. I'm like, fantastic. Hey man, he's like, are you in a battlefield right now? Like, what's going on? I was like, I'm at a gun range. That's fantastic. That's awesome. That wasn't when they offered, but I I remember that was like, um, 
that was like one of the times that stuck out to me was that summer when he called me and I was at the range. Well, somebody offered yeah, you, that Ethan, didn't somebody offer you right on the spot at one of these events or a tournament or something? If I remember right, mm-hmm. didn't somebody offer you mm-hmm. right on the spot, like walked up and said, Hey, we want you to come to X university. We'll give you this like, or, or something along the line. I don't um, know. I wasn't there, but somebody offered was, you on the spot, correct? There was cause Cincinnati, uh, offered me it wasn't on the spot or no hold on no they never offered me but they did was take me on a visit immediately. it was butler that offered me right on the spot they offered me right. that night yeah um because i remember i got home got a call from a random number and he's like hey we'd love to offer you like give you this much and i was like oh my god this is crazy <laughs> right right that's awesome it's awesome. And so all that time, and that's what I really wanted to younger players, if they're listening to this, to hear is there was setbacks, there was patience for you, for your parents, for your coaches, mm-hmm. like everybody wanted to roll you out there. I'm sure having you throw 90 plus, cause you still had the goods, you still had the stuff. Even when you said your mm-hmm. mechanics weren't what they were, and we'll get in that in a second, but you still had the stuff, you still had the goods compared to your peers. And at the end of the day, you had some a D one college offering you on the spot because of that. So that's what I wanted people to hear is right. like just because there was a setback. This the guy that we're interviewing right now, Ethan, paid his dues. He took his time. His family was patient. He was patient, and because of that, he did end up getting an offer and playing at Ohio State. So let's go to Ohio State because uh, the pitching coach there, friend of mine, friend of yours. Um, I think, uh, and so again, I want to give shout outs where they're due. Um, Dan Delucia, mm-hmm. I think it was, it was an amazing mentor to you. Um, I'll let him, I'll let you say what he is to you. I just know what a great guy he is and uh, how much he was important in your journey. But, but I'll let you tell that story. As no, well. Absolutely. Um, Dan and I, we've known each other for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, since I was in elementary school, because we worked out of the same, like he would give lessons to people in the UAJBA organization in the same facility that we would be in and practice in. So we got to know each other, got to let having lessons from him and grew to have more of a relationship with him than coach to player of like, you give me lessons. It became more of like a, you know, a legitimate relationship. And then um, when I got to Ohio state, it was really, really nice having him there because he is the type of guy that you get to know him and he gets to know you on a very deep level than more deep than you ever even realize. And he is able like, if you asked him right now and you said like, if you could tell Ethan one thing to get under his skin and to like push him, <laughs> he, would know. he could tell you immediately what to say right. immediately. Right. And that was one thing that, I mean, in short, to me, Dan is way more than just a coach. Yeah. And he will always be way more than just a coach. He's way more than a mentor, way more than a coach, way more than a friend. Like, I look at him and he is someone who I would willingly, you know, as dramatic as this sounds, but I would willingly lay down my life for him. And I know wow. he would do the same for me. Wow. And I agree. Because that um, is just the one person that he is. Agree. And I was never a pitcher at Ohio State. <laughs> Never will be. But but uh, I know uh, Dan Delucia is a man of character. He's a man of family. Yes. Uh, he's a man of faith. Yes. Uh, he's yes. just an incredible all-around individual. So uh, if I was mm-hmm. to entrust my son into someone's teaching and mentorship, 
uh, Dan Delucia. I would do that all day long and twice on Sunday because yes. he's a good man. Yes. So, um, yes. and, and I think, uh, Ethan, did he not, I, I, I ran into him one time and we were talking and, uh, I think he was telling me essentially they had to break you down to rebuild you up as a freshman. Yes. Is this, is this fair to, did they have to essentially yes. rebuild you? Um, yes. Is that true? So, Yes. So what happened was it was my first bullpen at Ohio State during the school year. I'd been working out with them all summer, still playing for Bo Jackson on the weekends, um, but working out with them during the week, like lifting conditioning wise. Um, and then my first bullpen at Ohio State in the fall, it was like the second week of school. Um I was so like in my own head about like, I got to throw the hardest. I got to throw the best. Sure. Like my arms got to be in tip top shape. Like this is it. Like it's now or never. And so I was, I think I long tossed like two days in a row, like right before my pen day or something, just so stupid looking <laughs> back on it. Um, but I got up on the mound and my first set was really good. It was just an all fastball, like just literally fill up the zone bullpen, just get a feel for it. Um, I think it was like 12 for 15 or 13 for 15 on just putting fastballs in the zone. My next set, um, I was like nine pitches in and I felt like this like numbing and lightning, mm. like tingling up my arm. And I was like, that doesn't feel good. Scare you a little so bit. I tried to throw another one. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It did. Because yeah. I was like, that that ain't right. Mm -hmm. So me being me, I was like, got to tough it out. Like, this is college ball now. Like, this is where the big boys sure. play. So I was like, tough it out. Threw like two more pitches. And like the light, like, it was literally like someone put a battery on my elbow and just lightning <sighs> up my up my pinky. And I was like, okay, this, this just isn't good. Mm -hmm. And so I turn around and I just kind of like, had the ball in my hand and just had this defeated look on my face. And I just looked at Dan and I was like, it ain't good. Mm. And he's like, what, like what, what, what's going on? And I was like, my arm, like I can feel like electricity, like, like my pinky's tingling. Like oh. every time I throw, like it hurts. And he was like, all right, shut it down immediately. Like stop throwing. Yeah. I was like, all right. So long story short, I just, all I did was um, the UCL. I just stretched it and pulled it on the nerve, which when I think it's like your funny bone, mm -hmm. essentially when you get that like numbing and that zap feel, that was what I was getting up my forearm. And so I just took two weeks off from throwing. And then, um, when I started throwing again, Dan and Brad Goldberg, uh, they pretty much sat me down and looked at me and were like, look, we're going to need to like rebuild your mechanics. Yes. And I was like, Okay. Yeah. That works. I was like, whatever. I was like, I don't care how long it takes. I was like, if we even have to go halfway into the season in the springtime, I was like, I don't care. I was like, I just want to play. Yeah. I just want to pitch. Yeah. That's it. And they're like, all right. They're like, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. Like you're going to have to stick with it. And I was like, that's fine. I was like, I don't care. Yeah. I just want to get as much out of my body as I can. Cause I know I'm a big guy, big, strong guy. I was like, I know that my ceiling is higher than what I'm at right now, but I was like, whatever it takes, let's do it. Yeah. I was like, there's nothing I can do right now. I can't do anything more in the fall mm -hmm. and then the winter it's off season. So I was like, I got nothing but time right now. Mm -hmm. So let's just go. And they did. And so they broke you down. They rebuilt you. 
Um, and mm-hmm. so the timing of that, I know you mentioned, uh, possibly playing in summer. And so the timing of this was essentially your freshman year, which would have been the COVID yes. year, correct? Yes. And so COVID shut down and, and whatever. So by that time, had they, had they broken you down? Were you now, what did you do during COVID? Because you couldn't throw so, like you couldn't, you couldn't practice. They sent everybody home. No, no, no. So or, yeah. So help that me. was during that was during, so the timeline is like this is the whole year and then this is like the fall and this is spring mm-hmm. so that happened right here in the fall so then two weeks off all rehabbing throwing program throwing drills everything getting my arm path fixed up using my legs what have you sent me home for the winter time i had a whole throwing program was like continuing to do all of my drills and stuff came back in the winter um I was still being worked with on my legs, on my upper half, just getting everything synced up and fluid how it should be. Um, And then I was actually ready um, for game time for season when the springtime, spring season came around. Freshman year. So we went freshman year. Freshman year. And then so, yep. And so we went through the first six weeks. We were all way down south playing where it was warm. Um, And then... It was, I had gotten three innings, three and a third innings to my name before COVID shut us down. Yeah. And then you did not pitch that summer, correct? I did, actually. You did. Okay. Okay. So, I did. So um, no season, then summer, where did you pitch that summer? Ohio Bison. Okay. So it was, it was, back, it was somewhat back. There probably wasn't a crowd, but you all were able to play baseball. There was surprisingly a little bit of a crowd. Well, we, yeah, we, we don't want to break any COVID rules, but it's, 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 well, no, of course. where was the Ohio Bison? Not. Where where was that at? Uh, that in Ohio, Don Edwards Park. Oh, yes. okay, yeah. So, so you yeah, were it was home. Ohio. It was mm-hmm. okay. You were home. Yeah. So that that whole COVID was crazy for me, for sure. So, I um, I mean, it was crazy for everyone. But that summer, I worked every single day. Um, mowing lawns with my neighbor. Yeah. And then I had my tutors for school after work and I would have to get off work at like one thirty, two thirty every day, depending on if I had a tutor that day or not. And then from there I would get in the car with Brandon Horsley because we both were on the bison and we would both drive. We alternated who would drive every other day. We would drive 50 minutes, 55 minutes to Don Edwards Park. I'm pretty sure it's in Licking County. Yeah, I think so. You're right. I think. Mm-hmm. Somewhere there. Uh, it's the one where the convicts used to run the park. Okay. They used to be the field keepers. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I don't know, but it's awesome. It was great. We'll run with that. They didn't we'll do that. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. We'll run with that. That's awesome. That's perfect. Oh, that's no. So they would... I mean, obviously they wouldn't have like murders out there, but like <laughs> there were guys that orange suits or whatever. Literally, yeah, they were in orange jumpsuits, <laughs> okay. working, cleaning up the mounds, cleaning up the field. Like and they were good at it too. Hey, like, and they were all, really good at it. Shout out all those guys. And all due respect. All due respect. Seriously, seriously, seriously that's fantastic because you guys got to play. And then so you now go back for your sophomore year, and you had a relatively good sophomore year, I think. But that mm-hmm. sophomore year, it, 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 let's just say the sophomore year put you on the radar, okay? Everybody started to talk about this kid's got – now you're on the radar. I think – again, I'm, I'm, an, I'm a Tar Heel fan, as you know, wearing my Ohio State hat right now for you and respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I think 
sophomore year, you start to get some buzz. There's some, there's some, Hey, this, this kid Hammerberg bit. out of the pen. Cause you weren't starting. You're, were, you're out of the pen, right? Mm-hmm. So you're mm-hmm. coming out of pen. Hey, this kid's got mm-hmm. some, you know, and, and it's college ball. So, you know, that, that whatever, uh, they're, they're saying, Hey, this, this kid's got some, some stuff. And I think you're getting more comfortable now. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you're getting more comfortable now in this new rebuilt Absolutely. Ethan Hammerberg. And now you come Absolutely. back for your junior year, which was just this season, right? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yep. Your junior season. Mm-hmm. And the team had mm-hmm. a tough year. We'll just leave it at that. Team had a tough year. But yeah. you are, you're the guy. Are you the, Are you not the guy they call at the end to close out games to, to come in or, you know, you've, you've worked your way through this again. I don't follow closely, so you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know, but I, I think you are at least one of the guys, one of the top guys they're bringing out of the pen. Is that correct? Yep. There you go. Yep. It was me and me and TJ Brock were the two closers for the team. And again, My tough role. season, tough season for Ohio state. It's, yeah. it is what it is, but you are, you are one of the guys. And so let's quickly fast forward. I apologize. You uh, wait, mm-hmm. hang on. There was last summer you played in Cape Cod, correct? This summer, this summer, this where were you last summer? summer? Duluth. Duluth, Duluth Huskies in Duluth, Minnesota, Duluth, Minnesota. I just want people to, so anyone listening, I want them to understand the journey of your journey <laughs> the path of your journey uh from yeah. high school having to shut it down to coming back from that to a freshman year at ohio state to being told you need to broken down and rebuild being rebuilt then you got covid then you got you know now you leave for minnesota you spend a summer in minnesota you come back for your sophomore year you play your sophomore year now this year uh, is this timing right then or no yeah. Minnesota was going into my junior year. Going to your junior year. Then you go into your junior year. This is the path for everyone that's listening. This is the path of a D1 athlete that is hopefully going to be where Ethan is sitting today. You go through your junior year. You have a relatively, you know, a good season, I think, for you, but the team has mm-hmm. a tough season. You're mm-hmm. you're in Cape Cod and the phone rings. So I'll let you tell the story now. You go to Cape Cod. Did you think you would get drafted? Let's pick it up there. Um, I mean, I had hope that I was going to get drafted. Um, I've been in talks with a lot of teams, a lot of teams expressed, you know, high interest, but at that point with the season that I had at Ohio state, it was more so like, okay, I need to go to Cape Cod and really kind of reestablish myself as that guy Mm -hmm. and like, you know, show up and show out at Cape Cod, which I did for the most part, um, just based on stats. Um, but like, to a pitching coach, they'd be like, okay, like he's got the stuff he needs to work on a little bit. Um, but, you know, I was really hoping to get my number that I was looking for, um, my amount of money. Um, and then draft rolls around, and um, it was a crazy, crazy three days. Because, like, obviously I wasn't, I wasn't expecting to go first round. I mean, that would have been like – Jesus coming down and touching me on the forehead if I would have went first round. Right, right. Um, but um, second day comes around, not hearing a whole lot. So I was like, okay. And then um, I don't know where my agent texts me. Or I text my agent. I was like, hey, like, you know what's going on? Like, hearing anything? He's like, oh, like, just trust the process right now. Like, we're doing the best we can. Like, you know, just have faith in us. Trust us. Like, we're we're working for you. 
like if anything happens, you know, if we get some traction, we'll let you know. But like just right now, just I know it's hard, but just relax. Mm. Just do what you got to do to prepare for the game tomorrow. And I was like, okay. So my girlfriend was down in Cape Cod with me at the time. We go out to dinner. Um, they call me and say, hey, White Sox are interested for your number. And I was like, oh, my God. Let's go. This is great. Let's go. Right. I was like, how is their development? Like, I know one of our um, Brad Goldberg, one of the pitching coaches at Ohio State, was in the White Sox organization not too long ago. And so I called him. and He was like, hey, you know, development's really good. Like, look what they did to Giolito. Like, he came in not super hot. And now, you know, a couple years later, a year later, he's on fire. Right. Um, So I was like, okay. He was like, I love my time there. Like, it's a really good organization, like all this stuff. And I was like, okay, like, that's awesome. Let's ride. So get back from dinner that night, call the age. And he's like, Hey, White Sox are interested. Like nothing is set in stone at, at this point right now, obviously, but just know that we are working for you. Like, just relax, prepare for the game. Ross. I'm like, all right. So next day rolls around. I didn't hear anything for the most part of the day. Obviously the draft hadn't started yet, but I just, I called him just to be like, Hey, like, you know, touch base before I have to go for the game, blah, blah, blah. Like what's going on. And he was like, Hey, like we're still working for you. Like I know, like, you know, we've had this, you know, buzz of the white Sox being interested. Um, he was like, they still are like, they're calling about you wanting to make sure you're still available. Everything's good. He was like, just try and remain calm. And I was like, all right, like I'll do the best I can. Um, so then, you know, the draft starts coming around and then, um, my agent calls me and he's like, Hey, like white Sox want you for your number, the 11th round. And I was like, Oh my God. So I hop on my phone, text my parents, text my family, text my girlfriend. Like, Hey, look at the draft tracker. Like this could be happening right now. Like nothing's set in stone, but there's like, you know, supposedly like some kind of verbal agreement. 11th round comes and goes, the white Sox pick comes up. Nothing. Oh, and I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, what just happened? Yeah. So I text him. He's like, hey, like, fell through. Like, doesn't mean they're off the board. Like, now we're thinking potentially 14th round. So I'm like, okay. Like, no worries. So at this point, my heart rate's like, yeah. I'm like up here right now. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm watering. So 14th round comes and goes. Nothing. I'm like, you know, shit. What's going on? <laughs> like, am I allowed to swear on this? It's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I was like, crap. Yeah. Okay. I was like, crap, like, you know, what's going on? And so at this point I was like expecting to see my name pop up. So then after like, you know, twice being disappointed, I was like, all right, I'm not going to expect anything. I'm just going to put my phone down, you know, uniform up, get ready to go out for the game. So I'm out there on the bench. I, um, agent calls me. He's like, Hey, the Cubs are interested for less than your number, but they'll add in school for, um, you know, the deal. And I was like, okay, like how's their development? He was like, you know, it's right up there. It's pretty good. And I was like, all right, we'll just, you know, if it comes down to that, like, sure, we'll go for it. But I was like, you know, if the white Sox come back, I was like, go Sox. Let's like, go, let's go right, with that. Right. Um, and so, you know, I'm just looking at the draft tracker, the rounds are coming and going and I'm just not hearing anything, not seeing anything. I'm just like, know crap like what's going on so i was like you know what whatever i set my phone down on the bench i'm in the bullpen i'm putting on my cleats lacing them up 
my phone buzzes, the screen turns on, the Detroit Tigers, Detroit Tigers, the Detroit Tigers, <laughs> Fuck, yeah. Yeah. called me, name pops up on my phone, and it hangs up. And I was like, that was weird. So I get on the horn with my agent, like, hey, Detroit Tigers, name popped on my phone and went away. Like, they called and hung up. And he was like, they just called us. Like, they're willing to give you your number. Like, are you okay with going not in the rounds? Like, you'll be an undrafted free agent. And I was like, me not knowing much, I was like, as long as the money's the same, I was like, I don't really care. Yeah, right. Like, I just want right. my number. Like, right. the round the round is just for, you know, clout at this point. It's just like, oh, I got drafted in whatever round. Sure. And he's like, okay, like, we'll check in on that and we'll get back to you. Before I could even type out, okay, sounds good. White Sox pop up on my phone. I pick it up. He's like, hey, man, Justin Weschler, White Sox. Like, what's going on, man? How you doing? Like, you know, we're willing to offer you. Like, how would you like to come aboard and be a White Sox? And at this point, like, everyone knows, like, I have got my phone on me. Like, I'm waiting for the call. Yeah. And so one of the guys, Maggie Cotto, he's from Kentucky. Um, he was like yelling at me. He was like, shh, 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 like hushing everyone, telling them to stop throwing. And everyone was like, what? And he's like pointing at me like, look, look. And I stand up. I'm like, yeah, like I'd love to be a White Sox, man. And I kid you not. I literally said this because I was so like fed up and just confused from the whole day. When he called me and said that, I, I swear to God, I literally said, are you shitting me? <laughs> and he goes, he goes, no, sir, I'm not shitting you. And he was like, this is real. Do you want to be a White Sox? And I was like, you know, hell yeah, I want to be a White Sox. And then everyone went nuts yeah. and went crazy. Yeah. And, and that's a viral mom. video out there, right? There's a video of everybody yeah. standing around. Yeah. It's so cool. It it's such a great moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm glad yeah. somebody captured it on their phone. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. So you move for and, and man, we could we could talk all night. I'm I'm trying to uh, to you know cut cut it as short as we can, but at the same time give you time for your story. So you then are drafted. Um, are you done at Ohio? This is not, and if you say pass, that's fine. Are you done at Ohio state or do you have to finish? You still have like, cause you, you probably went in with some credits. Are you done now? Or are you graduated or do you have to finish some things out? So I am not done academically okay. at Ohio state yet. Okay. Sorry. I just had to plug my computer in. Oh, you're good. Um, academically, I am not done. I have, uh, two semesters left my senior year. Okay. Um, yeah. But other than that, I am, as far as I, as I, I mean, I've signed the contract with the White Sox. Sure. Like, there's no way for me to go back to, go to Ohio back, State yeah. right now yeah. unless my contract got terminated right. somehow. No judgment. Just was curious uh, where you stood in that process. Yeah. So, and I'm sure your mom and dad will stay on top of you to get that. <laughs> yeah. All right. That said, you, you, so let's take take me through the next 48 hours after that phone call cuz i i think or or you know 72 what, what like one week what how how did life happen so you get the phone call was it peace out i'm leaving guys or like how what did everything happen from that point on cuz i think it was a little bit of a whirlwind and now you're sitting in arizona yeah so um within 5 days after that um so we'll just go through chronologically so after that went through the game didn't throw that game. And then I pretty much looked at my coaches and was like, yeah, I'm going to be going home Shit, so I can see out. my family for like two days. Yeah. And then I'm piecing out to Arizona yeah. or to Alabama, Alabama and then Arizona. Right. Right. So they were like, okay, like understood, man, like sucks. Like we loved having you here. Like, but you're drafted and you know, it's 
first step, first part of the dream. Yep. Real work starts now. And I was like, yep. yeah, here it is. Yep. So my girlfriend and I, we packed up our stuff, hopped in my truck and drove 13 hours straight through the night. Um, got home, slept for an entire day. Um, cause we literally drove from like 4 PM to 7 AM wow. straight through the night, watch the sun go down, down and, and come, come up, up. <laughs> and come up. Yeah. Um, and, uh, just hung out there at home, got all my stuff kind of figured out, got some logistical stuff figured out with the white socks. And then they were like, Hey, got you a plane ticket for Sunday. I think it was, it was Sunday or Monday. We're like, Hey, we're flying you out to Alabama. We're doing like a little mini camp where it was only the draft guys. Um, only the fresh draftees from the 2022 draft were there. We're at the double A stadium in Birmingham, which is a big, beautiful place. I mean, it's awesome. Right. It's absolutely awesome. Right. And it was just, just us there. Just so like, you know, most people in the organization could see us, get to know us, you know, stuff like that. Um, and then me and another kid, Ben Bittell, since we had both come freshly off of summer ball, um, we were already ready to throw like game ready. And so they were like, instead of keeping you guys here, they were like, cause the, it was supposed to be like a five day long thing at the double A stadium. Um, they were like, instead of keeping you guys here, we're just going to send you to Arizona like immediately. Mm-hmm. So we were in Alabama for three total days, two full days, I think. And then they sent us to Arizona so that we could be activated and put on the roster for the Arizona complex league, which is, rookie ball okay and this all happened in the span of six days yeah let's say about a week right yeah are you living out of a duffel bag (laughs) yes pretty much right where's your stuff is it at your parents house (laughs) yeah okay all right and do you ever ever, when will you ever meet up with your stuff again (laughs) do you know like like for now it's just like all right, I'll just go wherever the wind takes me at this point. Uh, but I think the yeah. goal is because uh, you do have your sister is in Charlotte, and mm-hmm. the is it the AAA or Double A team for the White Sox is also in Charlotte, correct? So all of the affiliate teams are in North Carolina, awesome. Um, except for the Double A team that's in Birmingham, Alabama, but Low A, High A, and Triple A are all in. Or around the Charlotte area. But That's the awesome. AAA, the night, they are specifically in Charlotte. Yeah. Honestly, probably the most beautiful AAA stadium. And I know, like, like, hey, what we got in Columbus is really nice. But, man, that skyline yes, in the background of the night stadium mm-hmm. is awesome. It's, it's hard amazing. to beat. So, it's it's right. really, really hard to beat. Right. So now you're in the heat of Arizona. We already talked about this offline. You're going to climb, I believe it's Diamondback. I really think it's called Diamondback. You're going to look it up. You're going to Google it. I might Google it afterwards. Anyway, it's not Camelback. It's the other one. You're going to climb that before you leave Arizona. But when are you leaving Arizona? What's the plan? So what's the next two weeks to a month hold, if you even know? Like, what does that look like for you? I don't know. Um, (laughs) It's awesome. I really don't know. It's... um, the Arizona Complex League rookie ball that ends the 23rd, I believe. Um, and then just based on 
how many innings had I been since I've been throwing, you know, throughout the school season, sure. throughout the summer season, sure. and now here. Um, they might not keep me here in Arizona for um, the Instructs, which is the instructional league, which is basically where they just take all the new guys and put them through like it's like a six week or like a month long basically camp out here in Arizona where it's just like inner squad type deals where, you know, coaches are on the field with you. Um, it's exactly what it sounds like instructional league where, you know, you have a question, step off, look at the coach and say, Hey, I don't remember what the pickoff sign is or, you know, the sequence of this or what, what does this mean? Or if you're confused, it's basically just getting to know the organization and everything and how it works and playing this organization's brand of baseball. Yeah. That's essentially what the instructional league is. Yeah. Amazing. So, um, uh, dude, this has been amazing. And I've taken a lot of your time. Um, Thank you for, for giving us the time. Thank you for taking us through the journey. And I don't know who listens to this. And I'm hopeful that a lot of young players or coaches will share this with their young players, whether it's a high school or a travel, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever it is. I'm hopeful they'll, they'll, they'll share this because I think everybody just sees like the movies, you know, oh, I get drafted. Mm-hmm. Next yeah. thing you know, they're throwing for the, yeah. you know, the guardians. It's weird mm-hmm. saying that now, but, but man, there's a lot of steps in between and there's setbacks and there's journey that you have been on, um, both physically, mentally, in many ways, um, you had to be broken down. You had to be rebuilt. And man, I just give you a ton of credit. You have an amazing family. Uh, you know how much I care for your mom and dad and, uh, just how amazing they've been to, uh, to me. And, um, you know, that being said, you have a great support system, but, uh, you're also, um, just an amazing young man. I've always found you very respectful, very kind, and it doesn't surprise me knowing the parents that you came from, but uh, I, I want to see nothing but success for you. I do have one question. Where is your Mustang? <laughs> where is it? Is it still, do you still have it? He's at home. He's at home. Is it, but it's still there, right? You yeah. still have it? She's still there, of course. She's still there. She's very angry at me, though. I haven't been able to wash her in about a year. So I was she's say, sitting in the garage. Breaking down and rebuilding. Speaking of breaking down and rebuilding, that thing has been, but man, that is, ooh, I don't even know if it's street able because that thing is a time. rocket. That's another story another, another time, story. but it is a rocket. So uh, I look forward to uh, to you getting that back. But man, I look forward to watching the Sox or wherever you end up, man. Um, I'm I'm really, really happy for you. I'm proud of you. I know your parents are proud of you and I love that. I, I celebrated so much for your family that day. You knowing the the. The, the, again, the journey, the, the, and I, that's an overused word, but just that process that, that you mm-hmm. went through to get to a place where you get drafted and get the number. It sounds like mm-hmm. that you wanted, you know, you hope to get, and now you're on your way, man. Um, we will be cheering for you all the way till you strike out somebody on the ninth inning in the, in uh progressive field. <laughs> That'd be sweet. That's the goal. That's well, no, it won't be sweet if you're a Guardians fan, but I, it'll be so I'll, I'll cheer. I'll cheer because you're my guy. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so that. much for taking your time. I'm sorry for time zones and, and all the other things we had to jump through, but uh, this has been a lot of fun, man. You always have an, uh, an opportunity here. As you go through those ranks, let's just keep in touch. Let's get you back on and just Absolutely. talk about this process because now the process really starts. This is what you were shooting for. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're proud of you, man. Yep. We're really proud of you. And uh, thank you. Best of luck. Please stay in touch, okay? Thank you. Appreciate that. Absolutely. All right. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely.
Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Unscripted Podcast with your host, Aaron Conrad. Make sure to like, share, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platforms. Also, make sure to check out my song, Great and Mighty One, on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your music. We'll see you next time on Unscripted with Aaron Conrad.